Good Sunday morning, Palm Coast, Florida. How is everybody out there? Hope everyone is doing great today. It is a beautiful day today. We got to make it a blessed day, man. I am very grateful for so much, and I got to tell you, I'm grateful for my confidence in my golf game right now. And if you're listening and you don't have the confidence in your golf game right now, Check out this show. Uh, my guest cannot make it today, Mr. Tony Nesty. So I am solo, and I am going to give you some more time on my positive approaches to the actual golf game itself. We're going to do that towards the latter part. But uh, what are you blessed for? What are you grateful for, I should say? Um, it's such a great way to start your day just being grateful and really understanding what's most important to you in, in the world. But uh Happy Halloween to you. Hope everyone had a nice little Halloween. What a, what a nice holiday. My wife loves Halloween, I got to admit. So we, we always put the, the blow-ups and everything out on the front lawn. Not, not too crazy. We're, we're kind of like people that are like really over the top. We're kind of like just 10% of that, you know. But we like to do that. So uh, And Halloween, you know, we, I don't know what you all do, but my wife and I got in a tradition of sitting in the driveway Okay, I bought a Michael Myers mask. <laughs> Michael Myers mask and you know the the little the blue suit that old Michael Halloween wears and I will sit in the driveway, we'll give out candy, but sometimes I'll hide if it's older kids and kind of scare them a little bit with it. So anyway, it's kind of funny, you know, uh, the Halloween holiday, but uh I want to give a little thank out to Mr. Uh, Ray, well, Kelly. Let me start off with Kelly and Ray Stone. I don't know if you know Kelly and Ray. They've been residents here at Palm Coast for many, many years. Ray is uh, big on uh, on promoting his business, J&J Auto Body in Bunnell. Does a great job. If you all ever need any work to your automobile, um, Kelly and Ray, great business right there in Bunnell. They, they, uh, they support the local radio station here with their with their business. But what a great, great party they had Saturday night. It was excellent. So Kelly and Ray, thank you so much. That was really good. Seeing some friends I haven't seen in a while, which is which is really cool. A couple other shout outs here. Jack Rossheim and the Father Lopez golf team. Nice job, guys. Their season ended. It's a fall season. So Jack is uh, ninth grade with my son, who does baseball at, at Father Lopez. And um, I've known Jack since he's three years old. I've taught him his first golf lessons, and he's now taking him over at Hammock Dunes. Uh, but, hey, they played great. He did super good. He was acknowledged and almost won some great accolades for uh uh, for athlete and student there at Father Lopez. So congratulations, Jack Rossheim. And also, you know, I wanted to give a shout-out to Tom Cummins. Tom is the coach for the Father Lopez golf team. And for anyone out there listening, if you were a coach for a high school or middle school, thank you. Right off the bat, thank you. Why? Well, these coaches don't get paid a lot of money, if anything, at all. They're doing it for their time. And, Tom, you did a great job. I look forward to helping you next year with that. So uh, look forward to that, and then we'll do better. Uh, they got a great team there. You know, it's all about, you know, how many seniors you got and how many freshmen you got. And I think they only have one senior, a couple juniors, sophomores, and jun- uh, freshmen. So they're going to be pretty damn uh, stout, I guess I should say, next year and the years to follow. Also, how about Palm Coast Utility? Shout out to Mr. Jim Luther. They listen to my golf show, which is awesome. I love to hear that. My wife 
Kim works for the city of Palm Coast. She's been with the city for about 13 years, I think. And uh, Steve Flanagan, I think Stevie heads up the, the utility. But Jim Luther, thank you for listening, buddy. And if you don't play golf, let's get you guys out there. Let's do like a little clinic. We'll get Steve uh, Flanagan, you, and, and have some fun um, with the golf game. So you know what's pretty cool? I've seen a couple nice golf quotes, and there are some really famous golf quotes that we all hear. Let me throw some out at you right here. These are great. I love very uh, good golf quotes because it's reality. Okay, how about Jack? Just Jack Nicholas. And I talked earlier about how confident I am with my golf game right now. Right. So here's Nicholas. Ready? It takes hundreds of good golf shots to gain confidence but only one bad one to lose it. Is that not the truth or what? Golf is such a fickle game mentally, and when we got confidence, we, we feel like, oh, we got it. We're never going to lose it. Don't ever say that, by the way, because <laughs> that's, that's a sure way to lose it real quick. So how about Ben Hogan? The most important shot in golf is the next one. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Mark Twain. How about Mark Twain? We've all heard this. I say we all heard of it. Maybe you didn't. Mark Twain, quote, golf is a good walk spoiled. <laughs> I think that's excellent. Uh, I'm going to give one from the, the late Payne Stewart. Remember Payne? What a character, man. Um, you all know Payne. He won the U.S. Open at Pinehurst. He passed away in 99 or 2000 in the, in the plane crash that lost its, uh, its um, you know, compression or whatever in 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 the in the um, plane itself but anyway here's pain quote i don't think it's healthy to take yourself too seriously and you know folks i wanted to just uh relay that quote because so many of my students take golf so seriously and i think when you take it too seriously it becomes too much you know what i mean you got to have fun with it i think if you have fun more with the game of golf you would definitely play more i would venture to say and and really almost guarantee that how about Tommy Bolt? Here's Tommy Bolt. Ready? Quote, the mind messes up more shots than the body. Check that one out. That's a great quote, and it really is so true. The mind really is something else. In any sport, frankly. I mean, it doesn't matter. Bobby Jones. Quote, you swing your best when you have the fewest things to think about. Folks, that may be the best quote of the day right there. You swing your best when you have the fewest things to think about. And you could take that uh, quote and you could go ahead and relay that to almost a lot of things in life, but more so in sports. Any sport, you don't want to have too much thought. We call it paralysis by analysis. You know, if you analyze too, too much, you're thinking too much. You're not letting your body go. Very, very, very true with golf. With that said... I'm going to leave off with the quotes with this last one from Dr. Bob Rotella, which you guys, if you don't know Dr. Bob Rotella, he's one of the biggest golf psychologists that you're going to read about. He's been around for many years. Quote, golf is about how well you accept, respond to, and score with your misses much more so than it is a game of your perfect shots. Okay. So what is he saying? He's saying that golf is not a game of perfect. Frankly, there's a book written, and that's the title of it. So if you're thinking you're going to hit perfect shots, you're not. Okay, you're not. So you might as well just go ahead and lay that out on the table. You know, 
Tiger Woods is going to hit some bad shots in the future. Rory McIlroy is going to hit some shots out of bounds. It's it's inevitable. It's going to happen. So sometimes when we have that freedom of not being so perfect, it makes your game better. I know it for a fact. I'm a meticulous guy. I take after my dad. I got a little bit of OCD, and OCD in golf is not great. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, because it's just not a, a perfect sport. It really isn't. So, uh, so yeah, moving along, we got some good things. How about Gary Player? Turns 88 years old on the November 1st. Happy birthday, Gary. 88 years old. He is he's healthy, healthy, healthy. And I have a story to back up with Gary. So I, I, I think I mentioned this one other time on the show. But it definitely um, deserves another shout-out. I moved to Palm Coast in September of 90. I started at Cypress Knoll. My first boss, basically, was Greg Tharp on the actual grounds. But then Joe Gutterman was my boss in the golf shop. I moved right into the golf shop on opening week, if that makes sense. In 1990, we were having Gary Player come down. Because, as you all know, Cypress Knoll is a Gary Player signature course. So he come down. He did a big clinic. I say big clinic. There's probably 200 people there. A lot of ITT executives. At that time, folks, ITT was basically the, the builder and the, the main um, investor to Palm Coast. Uh, so Gary is given a golf clinic up on the range at Cypress Knoll, 1990. December 27th, I think it was, or whatever it was. December 30th, actually, I think it was, uh, of 90. And he breaks his six iron. So Joe Gutterman who I've known for one month, who's now like my best friend. I've known him forever, since 90. We play golf every week now. But he says, Paulie, I need you to take this six iron and bring it to Legacy Golf, which was a a golf shop on US1. So here I am driving my little Toyota truck with no AC. (laughs) I bought that up in New York and came down here with no AC. Not recommended. But anyway, here I am driving with this six iron. And I'm thinking to myself, man, this is unbelievable. I've got Gary Player six iron in my hand. I'm looking at it. And of course, all the grooves, you know, the the shots he hit was just perfect on a sweet spot. So it's just an amazing story that I had. And Got it fixed. Took me about an hour. I don't know. You know, Legacy Golf Joe called them, and they fixed it right away with the same shaft. I brought it back. I went to see Gary. I brought it to him on the 13th fairway, which they flipped the nine, so I don't know which one it is now. I guess number four. But anyway, it was the 13th fairway at the time, par four. And I said, Mr. Player, here's a six iron. Got a picture with him. He's since signed that picture. I've got that picture hanging in my office. So pretty cool story there with, with Gary Player, 88 years old. So pretty neat. Um, I'm going to give one more little story, and then we're going to take a little break here. But last week I had A.J. Nesty on, and his father, Anthony Nesty, also known as Tony, uh, was going to come on the show this week, but he, you know, he just, he's a busy guy. He had something going on. He couldn't make it. So we're going to get Anthony on. If you don't know Anthony Nesta, you've seen his photos. If you're a sports guy, you've seen his photos. He's got the picture with Mike Tyson hitting Frank Bruno and all the sweats going everywhere. He worked for Sports Illustrated. He worked for HBO. He worked for the Jaguars. He worked for the Golf Channel. So he's got a deep resume of of photos. And I've been with him probably on 30 adventures. And, man, I could write a short novel on some of them stories, you know. Just incredible. Uh, We're going to talk about one of them stories, but – But uh, first, we're going to take just a couple-minute break to uh, 
make sure our sponsors get uh, noticed out there. And if you do have a business and you're looking to sponsor, come on my show. I'd love to have you as a sponsor. But uh, don't go nowhere. we got some really cool stories coming up. And, of course, i got some really good golf tips. So stick around. Want to flex your golf skills but don't have the time for a full 18 holes? Head on down to the Palm Harbor Golf Club. You can hit up our driving range with a bucket of balls for a long-distance workout or head over to our putting green to work on your short game. Either way, you're going to get in a great game of golf. For more information or to book a tee time, visit us at palmharborgolfclub.com or give us a call at 386-986-4653. That's 386-986-GOLF. Welcome back. Welcome back to On the Green with Paul Tretner. I am Paul Tretner, a longtime resident of here at Palm Coast, 25 years as a PGA member. I teach at a Grand Reserve, great little golf course in Bunnell. I don't teach much anymore. I'm really, I, I sell real estate as my main gig right now. But golf, I'm a 25-year lifetime member. I'll always teach golf. So I'll be doing that forever and ever. You know, we talk about being grateful. How about being grateful for the designers of the golf courses we have here in Palm Coast? I just want to go through some of our famous designers, course designers. Let's just start off in order. Palm Harbor was the first golf course here. Bill Amick. Bill Amick uh, designed Halifax Plantation. He also lives down in, uh, like, South Daytona. I had my friend Ben on, who's a superintendent, and they they got the – there's a little golf course, that little uh, executive course down there in South Daytona. But that's where he lives now. But anyway, uh, let's go to Pine Lakes. Pine Lakes, we all know, and Matanzas Woods. The closed Matanzas Woods was Arnold Palmer and Ed C. Back in the day, that was 83 Pine Lakes and about 88 or 89 Matanzas. Unfortunately, Matanzas is closed. How about Grand Haven and Ocean Hammock? Grand Haven and Ocean, Jack Nicholas. Grand Haven was incredible. That happened in 96. I was part of the resort when it happened. I've got pictures of me and Jack when on the 18th green when it was dirt. Incredible stories. I rode Jack around Ocean Hammock in 2000. Pretty cool stuff. How about the conservatory? Is a Tom Watson design. So you got a Watson course. You got Palmer. You got Player. You got Nicholas. Folks, not too many cities in the United States of America have four of the best golfers of all time. We need Tiger. We need a we need a golf course from Tiger. That would be cool. That would be really cool. Um, how about Hammock Dunes, the private course? You got the Lynx course. That's Tom Fazio. That was awesome. I worked there in 93, 94. Told a couple stories about that. But the first hole always won the opening hole. It was great, great opening hole. And then, of course, the Creek course, which is um, near the conservatory, mind you, was designed by Reese Jones. Uh, Greg Muirhead and Bryce Swanson. But anyway, some really cool designers for Palm Coast. How about a quick story with Anthony Nesty? So real quick, the very first event I went to was 1997 with this is Anthony Nesty. Go to his website, anthonynesty.com. He's got some incredible pictures for sale, photos, and so forth. And I'm not trying to promote him, but he's got some really cool stuff. And if if you talk to him, who knows? Maybe you get a good deal. Let him know that you, you heard it from me on the show. So he says, hey, Paulie, you want to help me carry the cameras? I'm going over to the old sombrero. Detroit Lions is coming down to, to uh, play the uh, 
Tampa Bay Bucks, 97. Got to watch Barry Sanders. Folks, if you've never been sidelines, I'm talking almost touching players. That's how close you are. These guys are monstrous. They're huge. Now, of course, you got some guys my size, five foot nine, ten, or whatever it is, but very rarely. <laughs> Most of the guys are, you know, six five and just you know, obviously the linemen are big. But what an incredible experience it is. And the old sombrero, which is not there anymore, was not a big stadium. So there wasn't a lot of from the from the uh um, you know, the sidelines to the brick wall was not very much. And I just remember some guy getting hit, and I almost got leveled. And I, it was just an amazing story. But uh, um, anyway, Tony Nesty, great guy. AnthonyNesty.com is his website. If you want to see some really cool pictures, check that website out. Let's get into some golf tips, okay? A lot of times I've got guests on, so I can't really talk about some of my golf tips and again, I mention it every time. I'm not saying I'm, I definitely have taught thousands of golf lessons and I really have learned quite a bit, but you have access to Rick Smith. You have access to, um, Ray, you know, the best golf instructors in the world. But the littlest of tips, I've always said that. And I'm going to go through and we're going to start off with number one pre shot routine, folks. No matter what type of shot it is, putting, chipping, irons, or your driver. You have to have some pre-shot routine. If you don't, good luck. You're not going to have a good visual. You're not going to have a good target line. And the reason why we pre-shot routine is just that. You want to stand behind the golf ball. You want to take a deep breath. You want to visualize the golf shot you want to hit. And then you have to pick out something in front of your ball, in line with your target, so that you can establish a target line. Folks, I'm telling you right now, if I told you that would drive five sh- drop five shots off your game, would you do it? I think you would. Try it. Invest 10 seconds a shot. Putting. Folks, putting is a very unique part of the game. It's part of the game where if you tell me, Paul, you know, it's amazing. I stand on one foot. I close my eyes, and I make everything. Go ahead. Keep doing it, you know. But overall, let's talk the meat and potatoes to putting. There's two things, speed and direction. Speed is most important. So with that said, we must strike the ball very solid on the putter face. And that's really, really important. And a lot of us don't. We don't even think about that. So your last thought process on any shot in golf is really, really important. On putting, I want you to really try to think about the speed. So when you do your pre-shot routine, you understand what line you're looking to hit. Then that line depends on the speed. So, for example, let's say the ball is moving left to right one foot. I'm aimed one foot, but I hit it too hard. What's it going to do? It's going to go through the break is how we word it. And then so so that's why speed is most important. Um, If you watch the pros and when they're playing really, really good and winning tournaments, 17 inches beyond the hole is the optimum speed of the putt. So, in other words, when you see Tiger Woods or when Phil Mickelson, when they hit a good putt and when they miss it, it's 17 inches beyond the hole pretty much. That's when you know you're putting really good. All right? Chipping and pitching. And, folks, my email, you can find my email anywhere. If you ever have any questions with anything, feel free to text me or, or email me. I'd love to hear from you. Chipping and pitching. Number one, folks, you have to choose the right club. Let's just take chipping right around the green. If you're using too much loft, like a lob wedge, immediately around the green, you're probably not going to be that consistent. 
I'm going to keep it real simple. The more loft you have on a wedge, the harder the shot. Why? Well, you got more loft, so you're going to have to take more acceleration, more swing to see the physical action of that club. So, again, anytime you're swinging harder at it, you know, if you have, instead of a 60, if you could use a pitching wedge, a 48 degree, now it's a very simple putt-like stroke. And now the ball goes lower and you're able to control the shot a little bit more. So chipping, you got to choose the right club. And I would not recommend having like four or five different wedges like the tour players do. Have two. Have your, or, okay, you can do a bump and run. We all know like taking a seven iron. Okay, great golf course for this. Halifax Plantation down in Ormond Beach. Huge greens. They got huge greens. They're, They're just really big. They're undulating. A perfect example of a golf course where you can use like a seven or eight iron to kind of bump it on the green and roll it up to the hole. Okay, big greens, normally you want to use that bump and run. If you got to get the ball in a, a little bit up in the air, then you use my your wedge, your pitching wedge, which is about 48 degrees. Then if you're going over a bunker and you got to get loft, then you're going to use your 56 or your 58 or your 60, your lob wedge, okay? Um, now the mechanics to it, again, you could jump right on the website, and they're all pretty much, we're all pretty the same with teaching, chipping. You get the ball position more middle back, get your weight on your left side, your forward side. I say left side. That's if you're righty. So your forward side. The reason you get your weight on your on your forward side is so that the club comes more on a descendant strike. If you're one that skulls it over the green, then you've got too much weight on your right side or your, you know, your back foot and your club is probably coming up and you're catching the equator of the golf ball, the center of the ball. And that's, what's not allowing it to go up. So, okay. I know that's kind of a brief thing, but, but overall, um, chipping, you got to choose the right club. I would rather you use less loft than more loft irons. Let's get right into irons. Oh my God. I get so many people coming from up North and they hate Bermuda grass. I'm not a big fan myself, but it is what it is. We got Bermuda grass in Florida because of the temperature. Sometimes in the winter now, coming now, the cooler weather will not promote growth. It'll it'll go dormant, the Bermuda. And that's when you overseed. I say that's when you overseed. Many golf courses will overseed the golf course with the rye grass right about now, now in November when the cooler weather hits. And the reason for that is so it's playable, a little better playable. So if you have a tight lie, a tight lie is not much grass, the ball's sitting down, maybe even on like a little bit of mud or something like that. Just remember something. You have to strike the ball solid. And when we look at the basics to golf, striking the ball solid is the bottom line. So when you watch like uh, the Europe or the, uh, you know, the, whether it be Ryder Cup or whether it be the, uh, the British Open. The grass there is very, like, firm. There's not much grass there. So it's, a, it's also a different type of golf. And those players learn to strike the ball first. There's a saying in golf, you strike the little ball before the big ball. And we know the little ball is golf ball, and we know the big ball is earth. So you have to strike the ball solid. So, folks, um, you know, with that said, if you have your ball position too far off your forward foot, your forward foot for a righty is going to be your left foot. If your left 
if you're lefty, then it's going to be your right foot. That's your forward foot, closest foot to the, your target. You have to make sure you got that ball position more middle to even back sometimes. And this is going to promote striking the ball first. If that makes sense, that's great for you. Now, with that said, ball position. If you don't do your pre-shot routine and if you don't establish a target line, then it's really hard for you to know where your ball position is, if that makes sense. If you have a target line, then you're able to see perpendicular where it is in relationship to your feet. So very important for that, that pre-shot routine. Okay, driver, and then I may be running out a little bit of time here, but we're getting right into driver, which is such an important part to the game, folks. Percentage-wise, for all you mathematicians out there, 85% of our golf shots are going to come from your putter, your wedges, and your driver. Driver is about 15 to 20% of our shots on the golf course. But doesn't sound like a lot, but man, if we can get it in play in a short grass, it really, really is going to save some shots. A couple of things we want to do with the driver. The most important thing, ball position. You got to get it off the left inside heel. Again, I say left inside heel. That's if you're a righty, which 90% of us are righty on golf, give or take, 85, 90%. And for your lefties, it's going to be your right foot. And why? Why do we want that? Well, just different than the irons, we want to sweep up into the golf ball with a driver. That's why we tee it up high and let it fly, as John Dale used to say. Grip it and rip it. How high do you tee up the golf ball? Very important, folks. Half of the golf ball over the top of your club head. So physically, half of the golf ball, as you lay the club on the ground, is going to be over the top of your club head. And it's super important to have that height of the golf ball because if it's too low you're not going to strike it on a sweet spot all right you only got another minute here so i'm going to really pound uh the driver is is a part of the game that i'm just going to want to really the the, the ball position is important your height of the golf ball is so important now here is the next important thing is your rhythm the driver is going to be the longest golf club in your bag approximately 45 46 inches long whatever it is so that is going to create the largest arc, the biggest swing out of all the clubs in your bag, which we have to swing smooth. If you don't swing smooth with a driver and you rush it from up top, you're going to, you know, you're going to have a funny shot. And guess where that funny shot normally is? It's going to the right. Most men hit it to the right. And the main reason for that is you're getting ahead of the golf ball before impact. So we're going to leave off on this. Probably the most important thing for men and ladies is to stay behind the ball at impact. If we look at any sport with club ball, baseball, tennis, golf, at the moment of impact, those players are behind impact. Very important. Guys, if you slide ahead of impact, your chances are your club is lagging. It's going to be open. And guess what? The ultimate slice is going to happen. So anyway... That is a quick rundown of Paul's positive approaches. We kind of covered everything pretty quickly, but hey, you can always go to my the podcast and get the information there. So, uh, well, look, that, this was fun. This was a really good uh, good uh, half hour with y'all. I really appreciate you tuning in. And hey, if you have any questions, I'm at Grand Reserve. You know where I'm at. Until next week. Have a great week. Keep it in the short grass. Thank you so much for tuning in.